Hi guys, welcome to episode 20, brought to you by Amino Pure and Team Amino Pure. Um, this is a great episode, actually. Um, we recorded a couple of weeks ago, so I'm a little behind on, on editing and trying to get as much material out there to educate you, our listeners. So first, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, your patronage. And thank you for supporting Amino Pure and Team Amino Pure through uh, this entire journey of bridging the gap between health and fitness. Over the last couple of weeks, we've had some um, very unfortunate uh, bodybuilders passing away. And um, this is actually a very good episode that brings awareness uh, of how uh, we're not pro-PD, we're not against PD, we're pro-educated decisions. And our goal at Harfax Fitness is really to bridge the gap between health and fitness uh, in efforts of keeping you, the listener, safe with different protocols. The amount of education that we're putting out there um, we always try to uh, educate and we understand that in bodybuilding, we're pushing the limits of excellence. We're pushing our bodies to different extremes. But we want to make sure that when you do push your body, those types of, of extremes um, that you're keeping healthy. So get your blood work done. Make sure that you're taking proactivity and, and utilizing some supplements that are going to uh, uh, help you. Uh, kidney and liver um uh, uh, basically supplementation to, to make sure that your enzymes are being controlled. So this episode, uh, we have Meredith Pachi, uh, which is a specialist uh, for Team Scooby Prep. Meredith, Meredith, she's been in our podcast before. Uh, she has a wealth of knowledge in functional nutrition and coaching as well. And we have Jamie Pinder, as I mentioned before, women's pro IFBB pro physique, women's physique actually, and now an advocate for women in bodybuilding. This episode was absolutely hilarious. It's one of my favorite episodes. I think you're going to enjoy it and uh, take all the information and apply it to your own lives, men, women, whoever you are. Um, there's a lot of valuable information here that you can actually uh, utilize in terms of improving your health. Thanks again for listening to us at Harfax Fitness. We appreciate you. We love you. And I uh, hope that you enjoy this episode. Without further ado, Jamie Pinter, Meredith Pachi, episode 20 at Harfax Fitness. Hi guys, welcome to episode 20. Whew, to episode 20. Hard to believe we're already on episode 20. Um, we started this maybe like six months ago and it's been a journey. Um, this is going to be a very special podcast for us uh, at Hard Facts Fitness. We have uh, two great, great guests here with a lot of experience in PEDUs. And this episode is going to be a little bit different. We have, we've had bro talk. We had um, anabolics talk. We had nutrition, supplementation, functional medicine. This one's going to be a little more entertaining because we're going to dive into, I'm going to call it what it is, the stupidities that we actually hear and see people doing um, that can actually be detrimental to their health. Uh, I think we've talked about the pillars of success, nutrition, supplementation, uh, hormone balance, functional medicine. That is very important. But we've also seen some cases um, of competitors and non-competitors that have abused anabolics for many years. Uh, and now can't get pregnant. They can't. They have a major, major uh, imbalances from a hormone standpoint, and their life is just not as optimal as it can be. So today's episode is going to be number one. As you know, our main goal is to, the longevity aspect of fitness, which I think both of my my guests today uh, encompass. Which is we're going to do this for the long run, right? We want to do this. Uh, I'm 43. I want to do this till I'm 70. 
because that's, that's how passionate I am about this. So today, let me start by doing a brief intro. We have Meredith Pachi from Team Scooby Prep. How are you, Meredith? I'm doing good. Excellent. Good to have you back on. I know you've been in another episode before. Mindset, I think it was. And yeah. we have we have Jamie Pinder as well. Jamie, do me a favor. I know that Meredith's been here, so she's kind of like a, 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 a we're going to call her co-host today since Sonia couldn't make it today. Um, but uh, Jamie, tell us a little bit about you, your company, your vision. What have you gained and gathered and what are you about now now that you're, I think you're, you're, you're not competing anymore, right? Right. I am a retired IFBB uh, women's physique pro. So I competed from about, well, as a pro, I competed from 2013 to 2017. Uh, I'd been in the Olympia three times. My best placing was fifth place back in 2016. And I have since retired from com competing. Um, and that was actually a result of partially from injuries, but also because I really fucked myself up with my hormones. Um, and went through like a huge struggle in terms of my own hormonal and metabolic health. Um, and that whole journey really led me to what I do today. And my, right now, I'm really trying to be an advocate for women in bodybuilding. Um, I'm trying to educate them on the dangers, but also the benefits of anabolics and PEDs. Um, I'm not pro-anabolic. I'm not anti-anabolic. I am pro-knowledge for women so that they can make the right choices for their femininity, their health, and their longevity in this sport. Um, you know, we all have different ideas of what femininity is, and that's totally 100% okay. Um, my whole thing is that I want women to be taking the things that they not need to take, but that they should be taking in order to preserve the femininity that they want to preserve in themselves. Um, so that's really what I'm all about and what my vision is all about is really just educating women so they can make the right choices for themselves without ruining their health or ruining their longevity in this sport. Um, because I think we see that all too often these days. I think there's, um, there's definitely drug abuse. And uh, oh, we, yes. we, we talked about this. Uh, more is not always better right. um, you know we, we we talk about um HR, we've talked we just actually spent 20 minutes before this talking about hrt before we even hit record and, and you guys missed out because it was so good i should have hit record <laughs> um just an impromptu just three people that are really pro advocate of, of being smart about making the right decisions for your health and that's the reason why we have this this podcast today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the 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 what have you seen jamie Mm -hmm. In terms of uh, women, and you coach women and men, right? Or just women? I do, yes, yes. Okay. I definitely have a majority of women. women. I think just because of what I talk about online is more geared towards women, but I definitely work with men as well. Um, and again, like the clients that I work with, it's funny because I because I talk about anabolics, um, I do get a lot of women and men that come to me thinking that I'm going to like blast them with all these crazy <laughs> cycles. Um, and that's why I really like to be a client of mine. You need to talk to me on the phone first. Um, I always do like an initial call first because I want people to get the right idea of what I'm about. And that's really optimizing, um, you know, the way that you look, the way that you feel your health. Um, and using PEDs, but using them properly. So not to affect these things in a negative way where you end up in the position that I was in at the end of 2017. That's, I mean, you, you're hitting it right on the spot. And I think the, the, the drug abuse and the mere fact that you have a lot of coaches that are, are um, 
pushing a lot of an anabolics to a lot of their, their clients, um, it's dangerous. I've had, um, I had a, a gentleman send me a message. He's 39. Um, and he's like, I've just finished my, 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 my first competition. I'm going to USA's, but my testosterone is like 330. Um, I look great, but I feel like shit. And yeah. I said, um, well, there's other things that you can do to, to try to help optimize that. But have you, are you, are you talking to your coach? Uh, he says, well, my coach is, you know, he's just putting, he just, he just put me on. And this is the, the hard part. He just put me on the thousand milligrams of test. A thousand milligrams. It's one gram of test, yeah. one gram of test a week. And you're still reading 400, 500. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's a little odd, but we, we would definitely need to take a look and dive into like what's going on there. Cause right. something's definitely not, something's definitely not jiving. Right. right. So, uh, and those are the cases that we want to talk about, like the crazy, right. crazy things that we see out there. So Meredith, let me start with you. Uh, let me follow up with you, actually. Some of the craziest things that you've seen uh, in terms of uh, performance enhancement drugs, in let's start in women, because I think your, your forte is primarily females, correct? Yep, I have had some males. Um, I think when it comes to crazy as far as what they're taking, I, it's just like, it just cut the ante just keeps adding up. Like, I think Jamie would agree. Like, as soon as you're like, up, oh, that's, you know, I've hit my threshold. Someone else comes in and it's, you know, even crazier. But what I did hear um, most recently, which was, you know, she did not sign on is someone who, and again, Jamie's seen this before, uh, is scared to come off. Um, and she has been on uh, a cycle for years. Um, and I don't care what you're taking, even though, you know, for her, it was Anavar. The fact that she has been on, I did it one of those. I did it one of those. (laughs) Yeah. I specified, I said, so you mean you've been cycling on and off for years? Like, I was like, that's what you mean, right? Clarification. Um, and no, she actually meant on with it for years. And so obviously she had no period or anything like that. Um, you know, which I wonder because she was with the coach and, you know, something I really want, you know, Jamie to hit on because in case people don't know, um, I actually signed on uh, with Jamie when she was doing uh, mentorship coaching because she is so knowledgeable on this. And I have so many in the functional kind of coaching realm. I have so many clients coming in who want to be fixed after quote, you know, fucking themselves up or being fucked up. You know, I've had clients not even know they're taking something. They were, you know, they thought they were taking their, you know, vitamin regimen, they called it. They (laughs) sent it to me and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're on Winstrol. That's, I mean, okay. I mean, we could slowly say it's a vitamin-ish of sort. Like, I mean, oh my God. I really want, you know, Jamie, because she's so good at this stuff. She was really good at hammering home, you know, in our classes, her qualifications on even putting somebody or allowing somebody to cycle. Um, She has really hit home, which is so important to me, certain health markers and not just health markers, but biofeedback markers that must be in line before you can, we're going to call it graduate. You know, like if you can't handle the baby shit, the foundations, like we're not ready to graduate because let me tell you, I hope she talks about it the responsibility level of once you start and you graduate to that next level. Okay. Well, number one, financially is huge, Mm -hmm. but supplementation outside of your cycle is going to be huge to mitigate any of those side effects. Um, So yeah, we've, we've seen a lot. So I I definitely want Jamie to hit on that stuff because 
these are things that trailed into me that I was so grateful for. Cause as a coach, you're out there and you're like, does anybody else see anything wrong with this? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I think it's a great, a great uh, segue to, to let Jamie go on and let me piggyback on what you just said right now. Um, people often, and I hear this all the time, literally more times than not, they think that Winstrol and Anavar are, they're kind of like, they're mild. They're like vitamins. There's not a, it's not that potent. Little do they know, Anavar is, is, it's no joke. It's an anabolic. It is a DHT derivative. So guys, females and ladies, ladies and males, don't be misconstrued by thinking that there's that when taking your, I had a guy actually tell me this. It's like, I'm natural and like his testosterone levels no. are not that great. Not yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, bro, let me ask you a question, brother. Let me ask you a question. It's like, you're natural, but your liver enzymes are through the roof. He oh, goes, yeah. oh, yeah, my coach has me on Anavar and Winstrol together. I said, like, really? Hey, are you taking any support subs? He goes, what's that? <laughs> So anyway, good segue. Okay, um, so <laughs> Jamie, the segue I have right here is go. most women, not most, but the, a lot of women uh, in the fitness industry, and not even specifically bodybuilding, but just fitness in general, they have this misconception that Anavar is a fat burner. <laughs> it's not a fat burner, ladies. Anavar is not a fucking fat burner. It is an anabolic. Um, and, and I think one of, you know, what Meredith is talking about, like in terms of, you know, when I say like, you know, when we say, are you actually like ready to graduate to anabolics? I think there are a lot of things that women don't take in consideration before they start using these things. And I, I, you know, Meredith touched on one of these things where it's, you know, even thinking of just financials, because not only are you going to have to you know, pay for your cycle itself, which depending on what you're taking and if you're going to be taking GH with it, are you going to be taking um, different peptides with it? Um, You know, not only is it the cost of those things, but your blood work before you go on cycle to make sure you're healthy enough to actually go on cycle. Because we already know that when you start running anabolics, it is going to have a negative effect on your body there. And that's why generally when someone is mid cycle, I'm not having them run, run blood work because we know it's going to be pretty fucked up. We know that there are going to be things off, but we need to make sure that before we get into that cycle, that you're actually healthy enough to even start. So taking it in consideration that you've got to get blood work before the cycle. So that's a lot of times I know when I have my people run it um, and they're paying out of pocket, that's like 250 bucks to get that blood work run. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to run your blood work after your PCT. That's another 250 bucks. So that's 500 bucks right there. And we have, we're not even talking about your, you know, the cycle itself. Everything else. Right. (laughs) And then like, okay. So one other thing that women like don't even most people don't even know what it is, especially women, PCT, you know, post-cycle therapy. So make like post-cycle therapy is not cheap. You're going to have to be spending, you know, between 200 and $300 on health supplements to get you back to baseline, to get you back to homeostasis so you can do another cycle again. Um, so you're talking about $500 for your blood work. You're talking about another you know, two, $300 a month in health supplements to mitigate these side effects. So, you know, when women think about 
using Anavar, they need to consider and take into consideration just like, you know, just to start the financial aspect of it. And then, then what's that? Then you have also like, as you're taking your PCT months into your PCT, you probably want to run blood work again to ensure your liver enzymes are dropped. Well, and, and that's generally when I have women run blood work is we generally have that, like I, what I'll do is I have them run blood work about seven weeks after they've run the PCT. Yeah. So that way we can see, all right, is, is everything back to baseline? Did the PCT do its job? And if it did, then good, you know, wait a little bit. I, I always try to get my women to wait as long as possible to run another cycle. Um, because the less time that you spend on a cycle, the more those compounds are going to work for you in the future at lower doses. So the more that you're doing these cycles where you're having really short time in between cycles, the more likely it's going to be for you to have to use more next time. Yeah, that's, so, that's a whole. You get desensitized to it. Right. Exactly. So taking longer breaks are actually like I find it's much better for my clients. We can keep on using Anavar at ten milligrams a day, and guess what? It works great. They're not having to stack all these other compounds on top of it. Can you um, on that, Jamie? Um, I think a lot of people are. I know the ones that I see. It's yeah. in more is more, you yes. know, if, if the recommendation is, you know, you know, 10 milligrams of, you know, VAR, they clearly 20 is better. And right. I really, something that I see, and I know that you do it. I, man, I don't want you to run with it, girl, yeah. um, is why is it so important that less is more? So it's so important that less is more because again, if you are having to, like if you're taking shorter rest breaks between or like time off of cycles and you just keep on like, okay, so for example, your client that was on Anavar for three years, well, she's down-regulated her own natural testosterone production now because the Anavar is doing it for her. But now when she comes off, guess what? she's going to have absolutely no testosterone. So next time she goes to use the 10 milligrams of Anavar that she was using for three years, it's not really going to do much for her because right. now she's at, a, she's at the bottom where she has no testosterone at all. So now 10 milligrams doesn't really work. It try, kind of just like gets her to, to like baseline. So now she's got to use 20 this time where same thing, like, you know, this is how I kind of like, uh, encourage women to start dabbling in anabolics is don't you know just because i say like 20 milligrams is the max that women should use for anavar doesn't mean that you should go into your first cycle starting with 20 milligrams of anavar like that's crazy to me start with the lowest possible dose so starting with five milligrams and guess what like wait for two weeks see if you see anything and if you find that you're getting the results that you want, like, oh my God, like I'm going up like one and a half, two pounds of lean mass every week. Fuck yeah. All right. Like check. Um, I'm getting harder. I'm getting like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like feeling like, you know, cause when you go on something like Anavar, you know, to the touch, you feel a little bit different. So your muscles are going to feel a little bit harder. You're going to have kind of that more harder, denser look, and you're starting to get that. Well, why it's working why are you going to start taking more like if it's working keep it at the five milligrams but 
okay, say five milligrams, you're like, oh, I don't really notice anything. I'm not getting any more like pumps in the gym. Like my weight is kind of being stagnant. Nothing is really happening here. All right, then go up to the 10. Well, all of a sudden, all the things we just talked about start happening. You're seeing results. Why are you going to keep on going up? You know that you're getting the results that you want. Why are you going to go over what is actually working for you? Um, so, you know, it, in my mind, I feel like women aren't even a lot of times, I don't think they're A, directed by coaches in the proper way to begin with. Okay. And B, I think that, uh, you know, again, we have this misconception that more is always better. More is always better. But in terms of women, you know, especially with women who are trying to preserve like a high level of femininity, you know, if you have a client that comes to you and is like, I don't want my voice to change. I don't want to lose my hair. I don't want any clitoral enlargement and I don't want to grow any hair in my face. Well, baby girl, like you, you better like fucking, we're going to start at the lowest possible dose and we're going to stay there for like three weeks instead, because all of these things, you know, people think that there, there's like some secret sauce that I have. There's some secret formula that I have that you can run all the all this gear and you're not going to get sides. People are always, what can I run that's not going to give me any sides? Nothing. You, There's nothing you can run that's not going to affect your body in some way. It's, it's a going to affect your body, whether it's internal organs that are being uh, affected or whether it's your voice or something else. You know, obviously different compounds have, you know, it's going to depend on what you're taking on how many sides you end up getting and at what dose. But, you know, I think what women need to do, like what women need to understand is that you need to ease into these things. Like, especially if you're trying to preserve your femininity, you don't want to just jump into a cycle. Um, and you, you obviously don't want to also, if it's your first time using anabolics, try one thing. Right. Try one fucking thing. Yeah. Try one thing. You know, I think one of the, the craziest things that I see is, you know, coaches who are prescribing a list of anabolics this long to a bikini competitor or any division, really, for someone who's never stepped on stage before. Yeah. Like they're doing their first fucking show and they've got a list of supplements this long and Here's a here's like the big problem that I see. These women don't understand what these things do. Yeah. They don't understand that they are anabolics. They don't under, like I've seen bikini girls with trend. Yeah. Trend on the like trend with with testosterone, yeah. with Winstrol, with Primo for a fucking bikini girl that's never stepped on stage before. 106 pounds. Um, and the, this is some of the, like the stupider, the, the more stupid shit that I've seen uh, from coaches and from girls. Cause you know, once I started talking about this, all the crazy cycles like started just piling into my inbox and I'm like, holy shit. Um, but something big, Jamie, I just wanted to, yeah. I don't want to interrupt. I want to touch on is you started to touch on the, they don't understand the long-term ramifications. Yes. Um, and they don't understand again, that everybody is individual. And yeah. that, that one bikini prep or that one, you know, I'm going to make my figure debut, um, first time stepping on stage, that could be your last. And then you could be spending the next five to six years getting, we're, we're talking about PCT to get to homeostasis. That could be a PCT for like five years. Yeah. And because we talk about how birth control, just birth control affects the brain and affects digestion 
we just got little like leveled up, you know, on that when we're talking about using PEDS. And that's something I think that I really want, you know, you to touch on too, is when it comes to these long-term ramifications that we have to understand, understanding that, you know what, it is okay. We all have a choice to do it, but just be informed. Right. Right. And I think that's like the biggest thing with like going into using anabolics in the first place is knowing, you know, where, like, before you even start getting into anabolics, is there anything else I'm doing or not doing in my lifestyle and the medications that I'm taking that are inhibiting me from getting the results that I want without anabolics to begin with? So I think think honestly, Jamie, just to, I think what you just said is the majority of things that people forget. Um, I I'm very open about what I run because I want people to understand I'm not the biggest I'm not by any means, right? I don't look like a freaking nature. Look at me. I'm just like a normal guy, right? But I run 200 milligrams of test. I run two IUs of, of GH. And I'm, I just I started doing 200 milligrams of Primo. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And, I, and, and when I go to the gym, I mean, I have really good muscle bellies. And people are, they think I'm running like all these. And then I'm listening to this guy talking about 600 milligrams of test. 700 milligrams of D-ball. Um, uh, I mean, just stupid amount. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, and you still look like shit. What is yeah. wrong? What are you doing wrong? And not, not because I'm trying to hate on the guy, but I'm thinking right. to myself, like, you poor soul, you really need to educate yourself on this. Don't put so much emphasis on the drugs. Yes. Put more emphasis on everything that happens outside of the drugs. You right. know, it's like nobody, people sometimes tell me, it's like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, lucky? I eat my meals every single day. As busy right. as I am, I cook my food, I eat my meals, I I. I bought my food. I count my macros. I live the lifestyle. So it's not a luck. It's consistency. And I'm getting right. better and better and better at, you know, at that. I'd say 90, 90, 10, 80, 20 sometimes, depending, you know, I think talk, dive a little bit about that because I think that gets lost so much. And, and also Meredith, I want you to dive into like the way that you actually see that in the way that you coach your, your, your functional people. Uh, how, wh- how do you, how do you approach people like that? Because they put so much emphasis on drugs and they don't realize that the, the drugs can only get you so far, right? If you're not supporting it. Right. And I know like myself as a coach, you know, I require that my clients meet certain criteria before I allow them to step into the world of anabolics. They need to be training for at least two years, like seriously weight training for at least two years, having used different types of training techniques, um, things like BFR training, maybe even dabbling in things like, um, peptides and things like that before they get into anabolics but they've got to have their shit together when it comes to their food are they eating all their meals are they consistent with the diet not only that but are they consistently eating enough food for them to actually gain muscle because i think a lot of what we see with especially the women is you get these women who are stuck in these perpetual cycles of dieting where they're doing (laughs) five fucking shows a year and they are always doing 45 minutes of cardio or more a day. They're always in a calorie deficit. Well, sister, you are not going to fucking gain any muscle if you are always in a dieting phase. Like it's just not going to happen. So, you know, beyond just like the blood work and making sure that, 
um, maybe your birth control isn't downregulating your testosterone. And that's why you, and like, is that making you estrogen dominant and downregulating your testosterone? Is that why you're not gaining the muscle you want? Um, let's not throw more drugs into the mix. Let's actually fix that issue first. And then if you still feel like you're not gaining enough muscle, then let's add the anabolics in. But let's fix all of the, the fucked up issues you have first. See if we can give you the results you want naturally. And then we can go into the anabolics. I think a lot of women don't even want to look at the possibilities that their birth control or that their diet or their chronic dieting is what is inhibiting them from getting the results that they want. And I see this very often with bikini girls that are doing five to 10 shows a year, even in the off season, they're doing massive amounts of cardio. They're never in a calorie surplus to gain any muscle. And they're doing booty workouts with fucking rubber bands. Um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna gain, like, you're not gonna grow. Wait, wait, let me just, Jamie, I can't diet. Like I can't eat 1200 to 13,000 cal or 1300 calories. I can't just do that. Do booty bands and, and do cardio every day. And I'm not going to change my physique. Is that what you're saying? Like uh, something along that lines. Yes. <laughs> just clarification. So, and, and that's what I see a lot with women is in like with the women who, especially like, and these are the women that we also see are taking a huge amount of drugs and you look at them and you're like, Hmm, she's on something really like you're like, <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah. what, what's, you know, cause if you're on and it's, it's unfortunate. I actually am close with someone right now that I'm not in charge of their prep, but I'm watching it as a friend from afar and they are on a stack of drugs and the girl don't look like she's on shit. And it's hard because I got to keep my mouth shut and not really say anything because it's not my client. And, you know, I just said, be really careful with what you're taking. You're like, and she's going to be on it for a long time, but you've got like someone, like she was my client. I would evaluate, okay, what's going on in your training or what's going on in your diet that we're not even seeing any hardness or we're not seeing any kind of change in your body composition at all when we gave you a fucking stack of drugs. Yeah. Um, because it, really there are, a, there are, you know, I've talked to um, Scott Stevenson about this before, that there are some people who are, they're less responsive than the majority of the public when it comes to, or the majority of people who use anabolics. There are some people who are low responders to things, but even with people like that, with the stack that she's on, there's something going on with the training. There's something going on with the diet. And I think this is something that women really need to take in consideration is look at all avenues of everything that you're doing and make sure you are nailing it for muscle growth. It, because anabolics, what do they do? Grow your muscles. They're not fat burners. So, you know, obviously there, there are also different uh, anabolics that are going to give you different looks or do slightly different things to your body. Um, but generally like anabolics are there for, to, for you to maintain and gain muscle. And if you are able to do that on any level, any level at all on your own, 
then there's some other issues underlying that we need to fix first before you just go to the magic pill. Um, because the magic pill may not be what's going to help you at all. Just it like this magic. friend that I'm talking about. It could make it worse. It yeah. could make it worse. Right. That's it can make your hormone health even worse. And it can set things off in a different a different, more negative spiral that takes even longer for you to fix. I think that one thing that I wanted to touch base on, uh, based on what you just said, actually, as a matter of fact, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the male side of things here. Um, I I I know people that basically will tell other people, "This is my cycle. Try it." Okay, and I'll tell you my experience because I've I've dabbled with a couple of compounds here and there. Um, I'm not a responder to certain certain drugs, mm. so what he responds to really well. You're taking your own physique, your own body, which is nothing like his, mm -hmm. and you're not going to respond the, the way he responds. And right. how do I know? Do you need a mirror? I mean, right. there's something. I mean, I get toxic real quick. So I've learned yeah. through the years now that it's not my body just doesn't respond well and doesn't like it. So right. to me, 200 milligrams of test, 200 milligrams of Primo, two I use of GH. Yeah. It's been golden to me. As a matter of fact, I've seen yeah. more, more development slower. True. It yeah. is slower, but I'm okay with that because I'm here right. for the longevity of things, you right. know? So, and I still look, and I still like people still look at me and be like, Hey, you look really good. I'm like, thank you. Right. I'm, I'm not, not bad for an old guy. Right. But for the most part, it's kind of like not it, every stack or every drug out there is not going to make you look like Arnold because right. you're not him. Right. Right. So and I think that's a really, but I think that's actually a really important part for the women to understand too, is just because your girlfriend took 20 milligrams of Anabar and didn't have any sides, doesn't mean that you're going to take 20 milligrams of Anabar and not have any sides. Um, every woman is going to react differently to different compounds at different doses. So just because Sally Joe was running 100 milligrams of Primo and 20 milligrams of Anabar every day. And she didn't have any side effects at all. And she, like any side she did have like dissipated when she got off. You might be the unlucky bitch that you do 20 milligrams of Anabar and your voice is fucked forever. And it's not going to come back ever. And we have no way of, as coaches, we don't know that. We, we have no idea how you're going to react to it. So as coaches, I also think it's our responsibility to figure out before our clients go into cycles, what are they okay with in terms of, of the changes in their bodies? What kind of side effects are they okay with? And then helping them navigate that, helping them like if, if Sally Joe's concern is that she doesn't want her voice to, to change at all, are you asking Sally Joe two weeks into her cycle? Hey, girl, is there any cracking in your voice? What about when you laugh and when you sing? Are, do you, are you noticing any changes? Is your you know throat scratchy? Is your coach asking you this two weeks into your cycle? And if not, are they really being an advocate for the things that you told them you don't want to compromise in the first place? Um, because it, you know, having that, what I see with women is, and I actually am gonna, I'm like very lucky. I'm gonna be talking to Andrew Huberman in a couple weeks. Um, he actually did some studies on how anabolics affect brain chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm gonna talk to him specifically on women on that. But from my experience and what I know, um, you know, when women go on anabolics, they get what they call, what I like to call um, the contest prep blinders on. 
where they come into the prep saying, I don't want my voice to change. I don't want my hair to fall out. Um, but all of a sudden they start the cycle and the contest prep blinders go on. And now all of a sudden I will do whatever it takes to win. I'll buy a and I, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't care that right. my voice is like, I'm not going to say anything because I don't care. Cause I'm going to fucking win. And then they end up like not telling their coach about the size and they keep on, maybe they even like take more than they're supposed to take. Cause they think more is more. Right. Uh, and then they get off that stage and they didn't win the show. They did poorly. And now their their show is done. They've got the contest prep blues. And now guess what? Their voice is fucking trash. Their hair is still falling out and it's not coming back. And they look back and they're like, fuck, why the fuck did I do that? What did I just do to myself? And yeah. because now they're off the anabolics, the contest prep blinders are off. And they're like, fuck, I, I, I compromised the things I said I wouldn't compromise in the first place. And this is what normal I, looks like. <laughs> I, I think that's the saddest thing that I see is, is really that women who come into a contest prep saying, oh, I'm totally going to do the most mild things. I'm not going to fuck this up. I'm not going to fuck this up. And then, you know, they, once they start the anabolics, they kind of like put those blinders on and they're just like full speed up fucking head and I'll do anything it takes. Um, and then there's a lot of regret afterwards. So um, I really do encourage coaches and clients to have more in-depth conversations about this kind of stuff and really working together as a team to help mitigate these side effects from having permanent, uh, permanent effects on your body forever because not every woman is going to be okay with the side effects that I have. Um, not, and, and that's okay. Like the things that I have, like I'm okay with but not everyone's going to be. So, you know, the women who come to me, they're like, oh, Jamie, like you didn't fuck up your face and you know, you're fine. And I just want to do your cycle. It doesn't work like that. Right. Um, you know, and not only that, but I'm like brutally honest about, you know, my face. It, it like takes a lot of fucking work for it to look like this. It got really fucked up from competing. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot of bad information out there, but I also think, there is a lot more, there needs to be a lot more communication between coaches and female athletes who are supplementing. Yeah. It's not just about handing you a, P, a word PDF of a list. Right. Of and, you know, we're, I always tell people I'm not a fitness stork, you know, um, that's right. not my role. I want to, I am very involved coach. Um, I know you are too, Jamie. We have to ask those questions and then keep checking in on clients because, you know, I do, I see the, you know, more of the functional when they're done or when things aren't going right anymore, when digestion's totally blown out, when they're you know, not able to even eat anything, you know, at this point, um, hair's coming out right, left and center. Um, and it takes much longer. It's not as simple as just, I'm going to stop and things turn around. At that point, we're dealing with quite a lot of things going on. And you nailed it when it comes to this is, you know, it is at a psychological level. Like it has to be, yeah. we're talking yep. about the brain, the hypothalamus, we're talking about feedback loops yep. that we are changing. I mean, we do this with birth control. Why are we thinking that it's going to be any different, you know, using anabolics? Um, something out in Iran, if you're, I want to just mention before we don't ever talk about it is I do want Jamie to talk about um, benefits of perhaps using like GH and peptides oh, to, as you know, especially with AminoPure, but I know something that 
I think is really cool is even before anabolics, um, maybe anabolics, when people talk about anavar as being step one, I'd like to think there's actually some steps before that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think before we even dive into that, I think that you make a very good point because um, as you know, we're very, very close affiliated with Rejuvenate HRT. Um, and I talked to Chris, I was talking to Chris last night and we've actually seen, he's actually been uh, prescribing a, what they call the dual blend uh, CJC in Samoan. And the response that the patients have had um, with that particular blend is, is much better than that of straight HEH. So I think a lot of times people, um, the first thing that comes to mind is high dosages because there's a lot of forums to talk about the entry level for testosterone for men is 500 milligrams. The entry level for this is 700 milligrams or 800 to get a good response by Primo. And I'm like, wow, this guy's taking two grams of, of anabolics when you can actually do so much. And, 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 and Chris and I talk a lot and he's like, man, like you just see the response that people sometimes get with peptides alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so dive into the, I love that you brought that up, Meredith. Dive, dive into that GH peptides. What are, what, what is your protocol? What, how do you approach it? So, I mean, generally I, you have to get a good idea of a, like the medical history of your client. Um, you know, there isn't a whole lot of hard data on this, but I am always going to err on the side of caution when it comes to my clients. And if somebody's got a personal history or a strong family history of cancer, I generally do not let them use any kind of peptide or any kind of GH because mm -hmm. those things, they don't discriminate on which cells they right. are going to regenerate more and fast. Everything grows. Everything grows. <laughs> Everything grows. So my concern is knowing that history first and even knowing that history, you don't know if there's a cancer cell somewhere in your client that is going that like you're going to make that worse. Mm -hmm. So there's always that risk factor to using peptides or GH. How much? I don't think I have not been able to find any like hard scientific peer reviewed studies that point to that. Mm -hmm. But again, these things are like they're designed to help regenerate more cells and regenerate those cells faster. And it does not discriminate on the cells. So I, I typically like to try and have my women before they even get into anabolics is just trying some peptides. And we I, usually I'm starting with either GH sometimes, it depends on the age of the client. If someone is under 35, I generally am not having them use any kind of GH. Um, it, depending, you know, maybe if we get their blood work back and their IGF is really low, that might be like, you know, that might change my mind. But generally, like my clients that are 35 plus, putting them on like two IUs of GH a day, a lot of times the women are like, wow, like this is better. Like women who have used anabolics, they're like this is better than the anabar because I actually am losing more body fat than I did. And, uh, and my muscles look rounder and fuller and, you know, and my, my skin looks better and, oh shit, my hair looks better <laughs> too. Where, you know, with the Anabar, their hair's falling out, their skin starts to look a little bit worse, like their pores get a little bit bigger. Um, where with the GH, you've got some of this like anti-aging that goes yeah. along with it. Um, and then using GH in conjunction with peptides, which is going to help leverage those uh, peptides and make them uh, like work even better. 
So in most cases, we're like, I'm utilizing things like LR3 and DES. Um, and I like to use a more site specific. So using the LR3 and the DES immediately before training or immediately after training, I actually really like to do it before training um, because then you get the, that extra pump from the DES or for the LR3. But these are really great ways for a, to get a client to see how, like using a supplement, because these things are supplemental to hard work and training and diet. So seeing how a supplement is going to change their body, but also kind of like testing the waters of how consistent are you going to be with doing these injections? How can, like, you know, because if you're going to go into injectable uh, anabolics, you know, you also want to make sure, like, is your client even responsible enough to be dosing this properly and dosing it at the right time? Every um, day. And it, it gets old, guys. I mean, I, I do L-carnitine every day yes. uh, for various purposes, and I love L-carnitine. Yep. But it gets old. After a while, you're like, man, pep especially peptides, right? Every day, boom, yep. man. The muscle starts to punch you back in the face after a while. So it's like, hey, yeah, right, leave me alone, right? Right. <laughs> right. So of course, like, you know, when we're using any of the peptides, I'm generally having my women cycle between the four and six weeks cycling on cycling off using trying the different comp or the different peptides. Um, so, you know, I like to have that be a segue to using anabolics and then even use adding the anabolics into peptide cycles. So that way we could actually use less anabolic and allow the GH and the peptides to work synergistically with a very, very low dose of anabolics. And then you get this great synergistic effect where we're not having to play so much with hormones. We aren't having to dabble so much in so many anabolics, but yet we're getting this crazy result that we wouldn't get off of just taking five milligrams of anabar. One, um, one thing that so, I want to interject with what yeah. you said right now, uh, I was just talking to Chris a couple of days ago, uh, Chris Neal, uh, he's with Rejuvenate HRT. And we were actually, I don't want to say critique, criticizing, we were critiquing a protocol that a client brought up to him. And he was telling me, Ron, I don't, for the life of me, I don't know why this coach has this guy on all DHT derivatives. Yeah. Because you, we can do so much more with all these compounds that actually, because when you take too many compounds that have, are all DHT derivatives, guess what? They're all fighting for the same receptor. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you're increasing your side effects. And if you only have so many receptors, it doesn't matter. Right? right. You're just wasting money and time. So, but if you have, you know, 80 milligrams of this and, and he's the, one of those guys is like less is more 80 yeah. milligrams of this and 200 milligrams of that. And, and then this is a different derivative. You have all these different androgens right. being hit, uh, these receptors being hit from every single way. You add a peptide on top of that, that is, a whole different receptor as well. Synergistically, the response is so much better. So yeah. I'm lucky because I have my own doctor that that uh, he writes my own stuff. So I'm blessed. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's amazing. But I mean, talk a little bit about that because I mean, you just nailed a lot of things with that. And, and even being able to uh, like, and this goes especially for like my male clients is actually microdosing your anabolics. Um, instead of doing larger doses once or twice a week, doing more micro doses every other day or even every day can also 
uh, allow you to use less and have it be more effective. Um, so that's a, another thing that I like to do with my clients as well, especially my male clients. You know, instead of having to do these huge cycles with like, you know, thousands of milligrams of anabolics, we're able to whittle that way down and have the same look, but we're not killing their internal organs at the same time because we're able to microdose and the body likes that a lot better. The body likes this. It doesn't like this up and down, up and down. And that goes for both the men and for the women. But uh, yeah, I generally like to, you know, again, this is, it's also cost, you know, do you have a client that's going to be able to afford both peptides and GH and, you know, and the anabolics too. Um, Of course, that's always best case scenario uh, because again, they're working synergistically. So that's allowing us, you know, if we're using five milligrams of Anavar, okay, we might get an okay result, but then we add in the peptides and we add in the GH and all of a sudden we got, whoa, a BAM and look. And that might take someone from, you know, maybe like the five milligrams of Anavar, they're just getting maybe just like a little bit more fullness. Maybe it's just helping them retain their muscle in a, in a really hard contest prep where we add in those other compounds. We add in the peptides, we add in the GH. Well, now it looks like she's on Primo and Anavar, and she's staying nice and full and she's losing more body fat at the same time. So for me, it's a no brainer. Um, I would much rather have a woman spend more money and time on adding in peptides than just saying, oh, let's just keep on adding in more more compounds because we're going to be able to lessen her risk of side effects, lessen those risk of long-term side effects, and also allow her to have a more gentle PCT where we're going to be able to PCT for six or seven weeks. like, And then after your blood work is going to look fantastic and you're going to feel like a million bucks after where if instead of adding in the peptides and the GH, we just add in more drugs, well, guess what? Your PCT is going to be longer. Your recovery from that prep is going to be a lot longer. Getting your hormones back to homeostasis is going to take a lot longer, and you are at much higher risk to have side effects for the rest of your life, opposed to maybe you get a scratchy throat on five milligrams of Anavar. Maybe your hair sheds a little bit more. Um, so, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's your cost to benefit ratio, like figuring that out for yourself. What's, what's going to be more important to you in the long run. I really hope that all you women are smart and you say my long-term health and being able to do this for a long time, because you certainly don't want to get to the fucking Olympia level and then have to say goodbye to that stage before you've actually reached your full potential. Because goddamn, like, there are some days I just know that fifth place was not my best placing. But it's my own damn fault for allowing what happened to happen to me. So although a lot of you are saying, oh, fuck it, I just want to be an Olympian, I don't fucking care, take it from an Olympian. Like, you want to reach your potential before you burn yourself the fuck out. Um, And before you ruin yourself. So you know, being smart about your choices, taking your time to get there. Um, I think a lot of the trouble that women get into is, and I believe that a lot of this has to do with, with social media, is they want their pro card yesterday. 
They want to win their pro debut yesterday. They want to have that Olympia invite yesterday. And they want the magic pill that's going to get it, get them there today. Yeah, there's um, a matrix pill, guys. And and, right. you, also, and you, you, you touched into a topic that like makes my skin crawl, the whole social media thing. We could talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, I think that there is a lot of diminishing returns for men and women that we need to definitely address because you're right. A lot of people say, well, I'm, you know what? I, and this, I get this a lot. Um, how are your labs? Well, you know, I, can't, I don't want to spend $300 on labs because I already spent like $1,500 on, on, on anabolics. Where the fuck are your priorities? Yes. Like your responsibility. Yeah. Like if right. you show up for the responsibility, right. you want to look like a professional, so act like a professional. Like yes. do pros do, you know? Um, yes. Something I want, I want Jamie, uh, you know, to touch on too is, you know, when it comes to, we keep talking about optimizing our hormones and what happens when that actually stops, when someone has done cycles, because what I see a lot of is people not wanting to ever come off that cycle, not wanting to ever get rid of being stage lean. And it's like that fear. And so then you have a client who comes in and, you know, maybe, you know, they're beyond PCT and hormones aren't being able to happen again. So where do you go with the client at that point? So, you know, if it's someone who, you know, we've tried to run them through PCT, they're kind of on that. And that's where I was. I was at the point of no return where, um, I had run a PCT and I still had no estrogen, no progesterone, Ooh. no testosterone. At, like everything was at zero. My endocrinologist looked at me and he's like, I'm not really quite sure how you're alive right now or how you're sitting here in front of me right now. He's like, but you have got to feel like shit. So, I mean, first of all, when you're in that place where you like, and that's what's going to happen if you run a lot of anabolics for a long time is you're essentially going to shut down your endocrine system. Um, and what levels you have where is really going to vary from person to person. But I know what I see generally from people in that situation and from myself is, is, is going to, it's, it's from like you, you end up with nothing. You end up with no testosterone. You end up with no estrogen, no progesterone. And you, you feel like garbage. You're, you know, it's going to affect your gut. So your gut health is going to go to shit. You're going to be bloated all the time. Any food that you put in your stomach is not going to agree with you. You're going to get bloat. You're going to be tired. Um, really no desire. Like you got, you've got no libido at all. You've got no desire for sex you really lose the passion and desire to even work out. Um, working out feels like fucking garbage. You feel like shit. Um, so these are a lot of the, just the way that you're going to feel and the way that your body is going to feel. But when we talk about like labs and blood work, a lot of times your thyroid's going to be way down regulated. You are going to, again, your hormones are going to be probably very close to nothing. Um, or very estrogen dominant. That's another one that I see when we have women who abuse anabolics for a long time. And so, so if you go I through that PCT and you're still not seeing things return, you've got to go at that point. Um, you definitely have to start seeking some help from either an endocrinologist or an HRT clinic. Um, Rejuvenate HRT. Yeah. <laughs> I that conversation, Jamie. Um, I know how, I mean, I know how you do, but tell, I really want people to hear how do you have that conversation with the person who's like, Jamie, 
I don't want to come off of this because they know their hormones are tanked. They're, they know they're in a shitty spot. Yep. But they can't, they can't get out of that shitty spot because it's that pain of change is still worse than staying. Right. The, it's like they know the devil they're in. Right. How do you have that? How do you say, hey, we need to go there? So, I mean, you definitely have to, A, you have to consider where your client's mental state is at that time. Because generally, women who are in this position are severely depressed. Um, and that's because you've got no, no hormones, you, especially testosterone. You've got no testosterone. You're going to be feeling very depressed. Um, they usually have a lot of also like self-esteem issues at that same time as they're going through this. So you've got to tread lightly with women like this. Um, and, and, and I was one of those women. So I feel like I can say women like this, like women like myself in that position. Um, but really speaking to like, don't you want to be able to enjoy life again? Um, what about your longevity of being able to just not even compete, but just feel good again right. um, and reminding them of how good you can feel and that you don't need to be on drugs your entire life. And clearly being on the drugs is what got you in this mess in the first place. Right. Um, yeah. So continuing to go down that road, how long do you want to live? Um, do you want to see, like if you have kids, you know, if that, if that client has kids, which a lot of women who compete do, you know, asking the question, do you want to see your grandkids graduate from high school? Yeah. Do you? Like, because if you do, and you don't want to be in a wheelchair, and you don't want to be six feet under when that happens, then this is something that you're going to need to take a hold of now, because the hormone aspect of your health, it it's encompassed, it, like your estrogen and your testosterone and your progesterone don't just regulate your sexual health they regulate so many other systems in your body and that's why when you get to that position where all of those hormones are down regulated you have gut dysbiosis you have um you know issues with mental health you you like your joints hurt your muscles hurt um it, because these things don't just affect affect your sexual health they affect all these other systems in your body so by not taking care of that hormonal health you are not taking care of your gen your your health in general um so you know obviously taking consideration their mental health being very gentle when you have the conversation with them um i'm never like that that's one thing with women in this position is You've, you've also, as a coach, really, really, really need to make sure that your client is mentally and emotionally okay. Um, and giving them tools and giving them resources, even like, you know, if they are severely depressed, um, you know, making sure that they're not a danger to themselves and giving them the resources to seek help for a counselor or a psychiatrist should they need something like that. Um, because a lot of the times when we get into positions like this, and I speak from experience, like when I was in that place, I was severely depressed and I have dealt with depression my whole life. I have, I have some really great tools that I use for myself that, um, allow me to not have to use any antidepressants when I'm in that state. But when my hormones were like this, all of those tools that have worked for me in the past, they didn't do shit. 
they did not help at all. Um, so, you know, also being very cognizant, cognizant of that and really helping your client also deal with the mental aspect. Because again, if your mind and your soul are not okay, it's going to be really hard to get your body to do what we want it to do. I, I want to um, tell yeah. you one thing. Uh, it, it's, it just came to mind right now, as a matter of fact. Two weeks ago, um, we had a, a, a lady competitor pinged me on on team amino pure site and she was basically telling me a story based on one of the podcasts that we had we had done mind frame i think it was i think actually meredith was on, on that on that podcast and she said you know I'm, I'm getting ready for a show and uh i'm clinically depressed and the first thing that comes to mind is like yeah did you go to the doctor and she said yes and basically i have medication for depression now right and then I said, well, at that time, uh, Rejuvenate wasn't up and running yet. So I said, talk to Chris. And Chris and I talked a little bit of after, after she spoke to Chris. And then he, his, his diagnosis was, Ron, I don't think she's medically, med medically depressed. She just hmm. needs to understand that she has major hormone deregulation right now. Oh, yep, yep. Ask her, it's been what, about a month and a half now. She's, about, she's not with Rejuvenate. Ask her by tweaking her hormones, how she feels now. And, oh, wow. and the hardest thing, the hardest thing was to tell this patient, client, patient, whatever you want to call her, she's now a patient of rejuvenate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you one thing to do one thing and that's to get off your meds. And it was like, no, right? Like either you, either you become a patient and you trust us, right? Or you don't. And then you're gonna be taking pills for the rest of your life because in Western medicine, I, guys, listen to your doctors. I always say that. I'm not a big fan of Western medicine because I've heard some horror stories, but listen to your doctors. Um, the first thing they do is like, they don't, they don't get into your lifestyle, what's going on in your life. They just say, okay, depression, you got five minutes. Here's your, your, your depression medication. Go ahead yeah. and run with it, right? But in him and I talking about it, she's not medically, I don't think she's medically depressed. You look right. at her labs, she has major deregulation of estrogen. Her estrogen's all over the place, right? Her right. testosterone's all over the place. And, and now that she's dialed in, she feels wonderful and she's right. able to maintain her physique as it is. She didn't get on stage because she had other issues. How do you get on stage when your, your mind is like all over the place, right? right. Now right. ask her now what she thinks about competing. And it's not to talk bad about people that compete at all because I have no desire to compete myself. The thing is like, you need to have that, that realization that and Meredith has brought this up before. Competing is not the end all be all. Right. Yeah. You know, there's people that look, fucking fantastic mm -hmm. and they're doing things right and they're very happy have sexual libido their libido's great their hormones are great they're optimized they're active they they have grandkids and they look better than most 25 year old guys right. and they're like 50 and 60 isn't that the fucking goal right right exactly. <laughs> and I, I think Crazy. that women need to take a look at their long-term goal like i think that's like before starting anabolics is looking at what your long-term goals are. Like, what are you, like, why are you going to do the anabolics? Is this because competing is uh, a hobby for you and you're going to do one show and just to see if you can do it? Because yeah. if that's the case, that's not a really great, that's not a great reason for you to, to go into anabolics. Now, if you are, if you've competed for years and you know that you want to make your career um, the fitness industry and competing is going to be a part of your business and your business model on how you get and attract more clients. 
okay, then maybe like, and you want to be an Olympian one day, like that's a serious, very realistic goal for you. Um, and you have the potential to do it. You have the structure, you have the, the genetics for it. Then, yeah, like, okay, it sounds like you're a good candidate to use anabolics as a woman. But, um, you know, if you're just trying to get into bikini shape for the summer, <laughs> anabolics is not what you need. You need <laughs> to make sure that your, you know, everything in your health is optimized, especially your hormones. And it, how is your diet? How is your training? How is your cardio? What about your stress levels? Are you just stressed the fuck out that you're just inflamed all the time because of all the cortisol that's consistently running through your blood all day long. Um, yeah. You know, asking these questions to yourself before you just run to the magic pill that you think is going to solve all your answers, you know, really looking at what is the end goal here? What am I really trying to do? Because the difference between men and women when it comes to anabolics is that when men get side effects, they get more manly. Whoa, big fucking deal. You fit more into the, you know, the ideal of what men are supposed to be. Wait, hold, hold on, no hold, big on. Deal, right? hold on. Like, it, it's true what you said, but it's the funniest shit. This is the funniest shit, no joke. This yeah. guy sends me a message, right? And I look at his pictures and this guy is like, stocky jacked mm -hmm. and he's telling me he's like and this is it by far mind puzzles me and he's like i just don't know why i can't stop crying oh the first thing that comes to mind is like you know if i were to look at your pictures i would have never thought never known telling me it's like brother it's like your estrogen is probably way uh, yeah <laughs> so as i would say like you know the difference between men and women is like men they're gonna take it and as long as they're not aromatizing all yeah. the animals <laughs> they're taking you know it's it's gonna essentially make them more more manly more of a man Woo like big yeah. deal right where women uh you know that's gonna give us side effects that are quote unquote gonna make us more manly which some women like female bodybuilders clearly are okay with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. They take the level of risk that they want to take for themselves. They are comfortable in their bodies. They love their bodies. I'm friends with a lot of female bodybuilders. I completely support them on that journey. Um, but a lot of women, especially in bikini and figure divisions or women who don't compete at all, you know, it's a very different life to live in a body that has been virilized by anabolic. Yeah. You people treat you much differently when you answer the phone. If your voice is different, people are going to call you sir, sir. Just to be an <laughs> asshole. Um, when you're in the grocery store and if you are in a contest prep and you're using anabolics and you know, maybe like your hair is a little bit thinner or maybe you just got out of the gym. And you don't really fucking care about your hair, but you might have people go, is that a man or a woman? You know, uh, these are things that I've experienced in the past. And, you know, also having that mindset of, because uh, I think a lot of women get into this and they get into the anabolics and they don't realize the pushback they're going to get from loved ones. Society. From, you know, when you call your mom on the phone and your voice has dropped three octaves, are you going to be okay explaining to mom that you haven't had a cold for three months now? 
um, it's really because something that you're taking. Or what if you go to Thanksgiving and mom and dad haven't seen you for six months and you come back home for Thanksgiving and all of a sudden you've got little chin hairs that you forgot to pluck off and your voice has dropped a couple octaves and your hair's all really thin and you look all vascular and everything. Are, do you know how to deal? Like, are you going to be able to deal with those consequences of be, having to have that conversation with them? And, and I want, you talked about yeah. that before, like having a relationship with someone right. who's okay with it now, but right. yeah. what happens if you're not together? <laughs> right. And, and we see this a lot with women who, you know, the boyfriends go, just use what I'm using. And they're like, okay. And then they're like, okay. Um, you know, eventually. Uh, <laughs> but I love you, know, you guys. You guys are so right? fucking awesome. I swear to God. So the problem, like I see with this is, you know, Sally starts taking Joe's anabolics, right? And Joe at the time is like, yo, Sally, I don't care about your clit. Like, like, I don't care. Let it get as big as you want. And I don't care that your voice changed and, and that you've got like hair on your chest now and hair on your chin and you got to shave every day. Like, I'm totally cool with that. And so Sally's like, yay, let me do more anabolics. Like, I love it. And then all of a sudden, Joe leaves Sally and now Sally's single. And Sally's only 25 years old, let's say. And now Joe's dating the bikini girl. The bikini just girl. <laughs> right? Right, Joe's dating the bikini chick now who's got a voice or something like this, right? And now Sally's like, yo, Joe, what the hell? You know? And uh, <laughs> I'm dying right now. Right. So, but Sally's like, what the hell, Joe? And now Sally's 25 years old. Sally doesn't want to compete anymore because she's so disheartened by the whole experience of being with Joe. She's pissed off. She quits going to the gym. And now Sally is virilized. Now her clit is never like, you know, maybe she's one of the unlucky women who after she stops the cycle, the swelling and the enlargement of her clit does not go down. And now she's 25 years old and she doesn't want to date. She doesn't want to be naked in front of another man because she's ashamed of what she's done to her body. And this is what I see with a lot of young women who abuse anabolics at a young age and don't know what they're taking and what it's gonna do to them is they end up in these relationships where the guys are like, it's okay, go do whatever you want. Like, I totally support you. And then when these women become single, it really becomes very difficult for them to break back into dating. They have a really hard time with it. They have a hard time with self-confidence. Um, then it even leaks into like other personal relationships. Like I was just saying, family, friends, um, they start isolating themselves a little bit more and then they get really depressed. And then a lot of them will even lose their jobs or drop out of school or, you know, so I see this whole downward spiral happen in their entire lives because fucking Joe said it was okay to use his fucking drugs. And, damn it, Joe. Right? And unfortunately, Sally, either didn't know where to look or like like Sally just either she didn't know where to look or she didn't know what questions to ask she was just trusting the man that loved her yep and the, the hardest part also Jamie, yeah. that Sally would probably walk into anywhere she, she Sally's probably the biggest person anywhere Right. right. Because he's running in like it's hard for men. Men get intimidated when a woman's right. bigger than them. Right. And they're oh, like, 
I, I can't have my girlfriend being bigger than me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like Something I've been single for a long time now. And a lot of time, like people will ask me, like, why are you still single? The number one thing that men and women tell me is Jamie, you're too intimidating. And it's, and it, even when, okay, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I was walking out from an appointment of, of an appointment. I'm in the parking lot and it's a pretty busy parking lot. It's completely packed. And this guy is like walking kind of like next to me. And he's like, wow, you look so good. And I was like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. He's like, he's like, oh, don't fight me. Don't fight me. <laughs> oh my God. What and I'm like, cool. you know, why is it that people, like if you have muscle, the first thing they think is that you're going to fight them. I'm like, dude, I'm, 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 I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah. Some of the nicest people are people that lived. I'm like, just. Right. So unfortunately, you know, I think what women need to take in consideration too is yes, we have this whole movement of like, you know, gender is fluid and there's no male and there's no female, all that crap. Um, but you like living in this body, living in a body that is more muscular as a woman, you are going to deal with men feeling more intimidated by you. Um, especially men who are, who are as big as you. And trust me, the amount of men who are not as big as me, um, Outweigh the ones all that are the men in Charlotte. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, it's it, it's everywhere though. I mean, you go yeah. to you, I, I'm the gym that I go to. You got some competitor, female competitors that go there, and and you know, you look at guys, and you know, they're throwing up sixties, and you have guys doing thirty pound, you know, shoulder presses, and these girls are right. like, "Would you spot me? I'm gonna hit 80s. <laughs> and I'm like, "Let's go, baby!" <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And, and like, I'm all for like if women. If that makes you comfortable in your body, if you like, if you want to have the fucking biggest back and arms and everything, like you want to be jet, like you, you want to look like a female bodybuilder, fucking go for it. Like it's all you, like do what makes you happy, sure. but just make sure you are thinking about the ramifications of that and make sure that you really are mentally prepared to live in that body because. Yeah. I, what I see is a lot of women don't understand the backlash they're going to get from it. And a lot of them have a very, very difficult time um, after because they can't handle people calling them, sir. Um, when, you know, they answer the phone and, you know, men, they, they know it's a woman on the other line. They're just being assholes. Um, and, and, you know, they can't handle the adversity that they get when they're out in public and maybe wear a tank top. Um, I know for myself, there was one point in prep where I just like, I wouldn't leave unless I was completely covered up because people would literally come up to me and like grab me. And I'm like, <laughs> I, like, you can't touch me. But, you know, beyond that, it was actually mostly overweight women who would make negative comments on my body, um, like at the grocery store or wherever I was. And I know my temper when I am towards the end of contest prep. So I was trying to avoid punching someone in the face. Um, you know, so for me, like, you know, covering up towards the end of contest prep, that saved me from people trying to touch me. Um, but it also saved me from a lot of like negative, you know, feedback from people. Um, not that that's how it should be, but. Yeah. It works but so hard. That should be the moment, right? Your best right, time. right. But I think like, I also got to like a level of leanness that was really fucking like uncommon to see 
um, like walking around right, in your grocery right. store. Yeah. So I was a bit of a, like a freak show whenever I went out. Um, and I didn't go out often because when you're that lean as a woman, like you feel like a zombie. So <laughs> that didn't happen so often. But my point is, you know, just make sure you have an understanding that you are going to face some adversity. You are going to face, um, you know, even like loved ones that are going to kind of be questioning you on like, you know, what are you doing to yourself? And, you know, if, if you're all about it, like I encourage women to like, do what the fuck you want with your body. Like definitely do what you want, but be educated on really the long-term effects that you can have and really ask yourself deep down, are you really going to be okay with these side effects? Are you going to be okay with these side effects if you're single? Are you going to be okay with these side effects if, even if you're married right now? I mean, I was married. Uh, I'm divorced now. So now I'm single. So just because you're married doesn't mean sh fucking shit. Like, so if you're married, if your husband leaves you, are you going to be okay? Like, because there's no guarantee just because you're married and I don't care how Christian or whatever religion you are, there is, you can get divorced in this country. Like there's nothing stopping him. So, you know, just make sure you know those answers before you start making that transformation. And no matter if you want to be a bikini girl, if you want to be like Miss Olympia women's bodybuilding, whatever you choose, like, Take your health seriously because under all of those anabolics are your internal organs and your longevity and your time here on this earth and do everything you possibly can to stay on this earth for as long as you possibly can. Not only stay on this earth, but stay on this earth while doing the things that you love to do because who the fuck wants to be on this earth laying in a bed, not being able to do shit and feeling like crap and having no hormones and being depressed. That's not really living. Um, you know, make sure you're doing this in a way where you're actually going to be able to live fucking life after and live it to its fullest. Amen. I mean, yeah, yeah I think you closed this episode. Um, one of the most funnest episodes I had, Sally and <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna remember Sally and Joe now for, for hey, we're talking about Sally that way. <laughs> That's right. I want to have to get really deep now right. because there's no way Sally's gonna outman me. Right. Well, you know what's funny is like I actually so I actually for a very long time didn't sing. And I used to love to sing. Um and like I stopped singing because my voice is really cracky and like I couldn't hit high notes anymore. And now like I've really started to just embrace like my super low singing voice. <laughs> and you like, I sing really good, like singing really low. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I'm just going to embrace this shit. And now I'm having fun with it. You know, like I can joke with you guys on it. Um, so just because you have some, like, you know, there are going to be some women out there who have already viralized. They have these side effects forever. Girlfriends, <laughs> your life is not over. Um, you know, and even if your hormones are all fucked up, there is help. Um, you know, going to an HRT clinic, going to an endocrinologist, Trust me, I was in a place where my health was fucking shit. My self-esteem was shit. I was depressed as fuck. And now I'm back on top of the world. So, you know, it doesn't have, just because you're in one of those bad places doesn't mean that it's the end all for you. So there is hope. Keep on trucking along, get the help you need and make smart choices next time.
Yeah. For, for all of you guys that don't, you can't see this. You look fucking amazing. You look fantastic. Yeah, she's gorgeous. <laughs> thank so, you. She's yeah. always gorgeous, but it's she's amazing. like, yeah. I did my makeup today for you. Oh, well, thank you so much. Hard Facts Finish, she did her makeup for us. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys being on. I mean, all, always fun. This has been one of the most educational, not only from a mental standpoint, I want to drive something home to to, the, to our audience that did, you know, has been actually messaging us because I am behind on podcasts and I've been telling people you're going to be on my podcast. And we had a couple of snafus there practically on me. Um, we are not pro anabolics. We're not against them. We're not pro or for anabolics. We're, against, we're pro educated decisions. And the purpose of this podcast on its own was to have an understanding that more is not always better, that there's different things that you can do. And this podcast actually shed some light in terms of how you need to be thinking um, before you even start the anabolic route um, in order for you to be healthy long-term. I, 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 we have a, a local bodybuilder. He's 34. He's a guy looks fantastic. He's in a coma. Then um, people don't know if he's going to live, survive. Um, 34, two kids. Is it worth it? Those are the, this, that's the reason. That's our movement right. here at Heart Fest Fitness. Understand running the stupid physiological of 1,000 milligrams of this and 700 milligrams. If you don't know what you're doing and you don't know what to expect, don't do it. That's just me telling you because I care. I'm not telling you, I'm not going to stop you, obviously, but at least educate yourself. Get with some coaches that know what they're doing that are going to help you and protect you. With that being said, Meredith, thank you so much for being on. You're always in rock. Jamie, you have been one of the funnest. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I have laughed so much today. This was really, really, uh, in my busy day, this is the most fun I've had. Probably. So we're we're awesome. We definitely would love to have you back. Uh, With that being said, guys, as always, God first, family second, the we the something that we really believe in. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of your health. And that is a wrap.